Hey friends, welcome to the Keys to Success podcast. I am your host, Nally Brett Daggerhart, and I am an intuitive business coach, master communicator, leader, energy worker, essential oils expert, and a lover of chai tea lattes. When I'm not coaching clients or managing projects, you can find me in the mountains of North Carolina, exploring, hiking, and having a good time with my family. I believe that we are the master creators of our life. I believe our triggers and struggles are a catalyst for the growth that our soul is meant to experience. I believe you can have an amazing level of impact and receive great wealth without hustling 40 plus hours a week. I believe we are capable of creating a life and business by our design once we gain clarity on our personal definition of success. This podcast is a place where I start breaking down the keys to success as I see it. And I plan to get a little more personal here than on any other platform. I'll share about my journey as a parent who balances both personal life and a job and a business. I'm excited to have you here I'm excited to share this space with you and give you a deeper glimpse into my life, my challenges, and what I'm creating both for myself and the community around me. Thanks for listening. Now let's begin. Welcome back to the Keys to Success podcast. So this season is all about the basic keys to success, and I have been going over various pillars to help you reflect on your own life as it relates to these foundations. Today, I'm gonna discuss what I see as the ninth key to success, the ninth pillar, and this is on prioritizing wellness and self-care. I feel like the terms wellness and self-care are overused and it gets a bit of a glossy look from the general public. So I wanna talk about why it's important, how you can benefit, and also give you different ideas for implementation. And before we get started, I must say, I am very much team self-care is more than bubble baths and paint and nails, although I do love both. And I'm also team wellness is more than exercising, eating healthy and taking your supplements. So let's get that straight before we jump in. So I feel like I should share a bit of a personal story to start us off. And that is how I even got into the wellness space and what life-changing event spurred all of the action there. So my mom passed away from breast cancer about 20 years ago. And, you know, it was in a situation where while I was in the thick of it, I kept thinking, oh, you know, this is never going to happen to me. This will never happen to our family. You know, it's, it's always going to happen to someone else. Um, I can still remember how my emotions felt during that time and how those thoughts were going through my head uh, when my mom was first diagnosed with breast cancer. It was such a gut punch to um, my belief and to my sense of safety and security in the world and with my body. Um, It it took years to gain confidence back with my body body, um, and also my ability to, to feel safe. And, and, it's, it's on many levels, you know, it was with my body, it was with feeling like my body functions normal, as well as feeling safe in the world um, due to the 
instability that my mom's death caused. Uh, so many levels I could go into there. Uh, you know, she had a pretty good lifestyle, um, ate a lot of fruits and vegetables. Organic produce wasn't really a thing back then. I mean, this was in the 90s. Uh, and I feel like the awareness that we have now on how toxic products impact us. I mean, we weren't quite there back in the 90s. Green living hadn't reared its head yet. <laughs> However, you know, I will say she was always a very healthy weight for her size. Um, there, was, there were no real red flags on a physical level. Yet, she got it early in her 40s. Um, you know, she went through treatment uh, while I was in high school. And then the breast cancer did come back on the other side a couple of years later when I started college. And uh, she did not survive the second way through. I've not, never really talked about this publicly before, but um, you know, the first, the first time she got cancer, she had chemo. She seemed to do well enough with that. I mean, as well as you can do with chemo, it's a pretty brutal treatment. The second time around, the doctors recommended radiation and um, I really feel like it was the treatment that really did her in. Her body just did not do well with the radiation um, as well as it did with the chemo. And after she started the treatments, that's really when her health started to decline. And it's also um, when the cancer spread. So it was, it was a really hard thing to live through, especially me being in my teens. I mean, my sister was even younger. Uh, it was a hard thing. However, you know, this is not something people always like to talk about with death, but something I've realized with my mom's death, and this is deeply personal, is it did spur so many positive changes in my life that I may not have made if I hadn't gone through that. I'm like, it, it, it does have a purpose um, in how I show up in life, uh, in the impact I've wanted to have. And so, although I miss her, um, would rather not have gone through that. I'm also grateful for the personal growth that, is, that I've gone through the last 20 years. So one of the things that I did at the time was a bit of self-reflection. Um, I was only 19, but even at a young age, I was constantly processing, you know, like what happened here? How did this happen? I am a, a fix it, find a resolution type person. So anytime I'm presented with a problem of any size, I immediately go, it's almost like on autopilot, I go into finding a resolution. Uh, not to mention the fact that I felt like I had a red letter on my chart at every doctor's appointment going forward. You know, due to that family history, people, doctors would see that. And Without treating me as an individual, it's almost like they started treating me as a number. And so all of the, the protocols and the things that they would recommend induced a lot of fear and it did not treat me like a person. So my relationship with doctors changed at that point. So I leaned hard into research for most of my 20s. Um, I did a lot of trial and error. And, and what I found to be true is that, you know, yes, genetics play a part in our health. Um, it's important to consider them as part of the puzzle, but so does what we put in our body. So what we eat, what we drink, how much water we're getting, um, what we put on our body. So, you know, what lotions, cosmetics, those type things, and also what we allow in our environment. So that's like, you know, cleaners, chemicals, 
products that we use in our environment as well as toxic people. Let's not forget that. And you know, to take it one step further on that note, it's also who we allow in our environment as far as our energy and as far as you know, who we allow to take up mental space in our mind. And you know, interacting with other people, I've talked about this before, it's, it's an energetic exchange. You're giving someone else your energy and receiving theirs. And um, being in a room with someone, it, it can be hard not to kind of take on their energy or take on their, their mood or emotions. Um, so it is important to pay attention to who we're allowing in that space. Um, it's also important to think about what we consume mentally. So this is social media, um, this is TV, all those things, because you can also pick up on it on a TV show. And this is something that has really become apparent to me as, as an older an older individual in society, I guess you could say, but um, watching certain TV shows, although I love the thrill, I love the suspense, um, I can tell that my energy kind of goes through a a roller coaster while watching these suspenseful shows and I really have to kind of manage that as soon as I'm done. So I, I still watch the shows that I probably shouldn't watch, but I also have to take care of myself afterwards. So wow. So basically what I'm saying here is it all matters. You know, what we're what's in our environment, what's in our mental space, what's in our food, it all matters. It all has a huge impact and it all contributes to our overall well-being. So focusing on our genetics alone, in my opinion, is just a small portion of the overall wellness pie, we'll say. And ignoring other factors is doing ourselves a great disservice. I always love the gun analogy. I feel like maybe a doctor came up with this, but um, it's a gun analogy when talking about genetics. And basically the general gist is our genetics load the gun in some cases, but our lifestyle is what really contributes to pulling the trigger or you know if the trigger is pulled or, or how it's pulled or what kind of impact we have uh, and the great thing about our lifestyle is a lot of that is within our control you know you can't really change your genetics perhaps scientists will figure out more about that in the future but for now we can pay attention to our lifestyle so i focus on wellness and self-care for every single one of my business coaching clients a lot of times people will come to me when they have problems around their business. So it might be that, you know, their business feels off balance or they're overwhelmed. Uh, they might not be getting consistent clients or it could be that they're, you know, struggling with mindset issues, uh, imposter syndrome, or they just are looking for fresh ideas and a new strategy. So there's a wide range of reasons why people come to work with me. Um, and although so many of the themes I just mentioned are related to business, and I do make sure we work on those, the first thing I'm looking at is where is their self-care and where is their wellness practice? You know, how are they supporting themselves and how are they doing? Just the general question, like, how are you doing? It's, it's one I always ask people. And the reason why is if we aren't supporting our wellness first, you're, you know, none of these business owners are going to be able to sustain large amounts of growth and expansion long term. So what I've seen is they might be able to sustain it for a while, but at some point they, they start to get overcome with um, 
lack of energy or lack of mental capacity. They feel the overwhelm. And then they start having thoughts of quitting their business because like, I can't balance all these things. And it's, it's not so much about balance. It's, it's more about setting yourself up for success and setting yourself up to sustain these higher levels of growth. And one of the first areas of that sustainability is your wellness. So the first thing I look at when talking about wellness routines is body nourishment. You know, how much rest is someone getting? Uh, do they have proper boundaries in place to allow for rest as well as fun? Fun is important to remember. We, a lot of times, will attract the most clients, um, the most opportunities when we are out having fun in life because that fun energy is contagious, it's magnetic. So that is something I'll ask people, you know, what have you done for yourself? Not, not for your family, not for your friends. Like, what have you done for yourself today or this week? It's a, a basic question. Next, we look at what you are giving your body food-wise for nourishment. So that's kind of the next thing we look at with wellness. Notice it's not the first. Rest and boundaries are first on my list. But it's, it, it is important to also look at you know, basic food nourishment. Although I love to think that most of us are getting our daily vitamins from food, that is actually rarely the case. Um, even those that, or even people that eat a lot of natural fruits and vegetables on a daily basis, they're still eating food that was grown in soil that has been depleted of nutrients. And what I mean by this is the soil that we have today has less nutrients than what our grandparents had. And then, you know, even less than few generations beyond that. And even though many farmers are now working to kind of reverse this naturally and bring the nutrients back into the soil, I feel like we're not there yet. Um, I'm actually the member of a CSA and the owners of the CSA, that's a, a local farm. I forgot what the abbreviation stands for, but Basically, if you don't know, it's a local farm that you can sign up to receive produce from them on a weekly basis. And um, I love it because it allows me to support local farmers. Um, the quality of the crops are better than say the grocery store. And they also, the, the produce doesn't sit around for weeks or come in on a truck, you know, where it's had to sit for, for weeks at a time. It's pulled from the ground and in my house within a day. So anyway, um, one of the CSAs that I'm a member of, they have a, a degree or like a college degree and background in, in soil and you know understanding the nutrients that go into soil and how to kind of revive that. So um, I know that farmers are working on it, but I don't feel like we're there yet. So back to the vitamins and then the food. So, so what that means is that a lot of us need a little of boost, a little bit of boost in the vitamin department because Although we're, we're getting some good, you know, good variety from foods, it's still not what our bodies have been used to, you know, generations past. So a multivitamin from a whole food source is a great way to be sure that your body is getting all the vitamins and building blocks that it needs. And it's important to seek out a vitamin with a whole food source. And that's because your body will be better equipped to absorb these vitamins and minerals and overall, it's going to increase the bioavailability. Uh, so much of what's on the market when it comes to vitamins is a bit of a letdown. Um, there's a lot of synthetic vitamins. Um, there's a lot of vitamins that don't come from the best whole food sources. And 
what that equates to is that our body generally would only use a small portion or a small percentage of the vitamin and everything else just kind of is going to be excreted out essentially it's going to move through our digestive process right outside of our body you get the drift um so many people waste lots of money every month on vitamins that are barely supplying what they need so when you're looking for a multivitamin please make sure it comes from a good whole food source Something else to consider when it comes to nourishing your body is that as we age, our body slows down in production of certain elements that make us tick. So I'm, I'm doing tick in quotations. Um, an example of this would be collagen that helps with our joints, skin, and hair, as well as NAD+. Um, and NAD+, it's something that helps with our body's metabolic function and how our body converts food to cellular energy. So this is quite literally how we tick, right? So this, the depletion in these areas, you know, are, are what keep us maybe not moving as quickly as we want or not feeling as good as we once did. Um, it's important to, to pay attention to what, what feels depleted or, you know, what you feel like you need more of and look into how to bring more of that in your life, whether it's through a supplement, whether it's through a food, um, vitamin, many different options. So another thing I want to talk about is body movement. Uh, so this is important for physical health and physical energy. But I, I also want to note, I think everybody knows that. Um, I also want to note that it's also helping us process our emotions, our thoughts, and stagnant or kind of like blocked energy and emotions. So body movement is super important to kind of keep your your joints going um, your heart pumping yes those are the physical attributes but also for our mental health and mental capacity so it's very much a part of the wellness routine i think it's probably one that people think about most often and i'm a big believer in supporting our energy so you know, if you made it this far in the podcast, you have heard the whole episode that I devoted to managing energy. Um, it was a few episodes back. And I see four main areas of energy that, that we should strive to support. So we have the physical energy. We've talked about that one already. Um, there's also mental energy, spiritual energy, and emotional energy. And although I tackle all four, I do feel like physical energy is the best place to start. So, so start there if you're feeling overwhelmed and you know one of the reasons why physical energy is the best place to start because if you're running on empty physically you can only give out to others for so long and by give out i mean like giving of yourself giving of your energy and your time and your voice to other people in order to have impact you know that's that's an energetic exchange so in order to sustain that, you need to first look at your physical energy, how you're supporting your body that way. But then also remember that our body, mind, and soul is all connected. So if one isn't 100%, then you will experience moments of like that, like feeling drained, for example, or not having enough mental capacity to help others. And that's also why it's important to prioritize your rest and your boundaries because they impact you on many different levels. Again, we're all, we're connected. So mind, body, soul, or spirit, you know, it's all, all connected. And, um, 
it's one of the questions I ask my clients as well. Like, you know, do you have time for rest? Do you have boundaries in place to allow you to have time for rest? You know, are you protecting yourself from people or influences that are energy vampires? Because remember, as, as I've said a couple of times, you know, wellness is deeper than that physical appearance. It's also going to be impacted um, on a mental level uh, with your environment and also with your emotions. And I actually have a program called the Holistic Life by Design. Um, it's holistic with a W and let me explain why. So, so when I first created the program, I had non-toxic living in mind. So I was focusing on ways to support your physical health naturally, you know, removing toxins from your cleaners, supplementation, all those typical healthy living topics. However, as I actually sat down to create this course, I was drawn to have two whole modules on mindset and emotions. Because again, your mental and emotional wellness is just a, as big of a part of you know, your overall wellness as what you put in and on your body. Um, so it's not about having one a priority over the other. They all make your whole being. So the WN holistic, you know, in this program is a combination of holistic living, yes, but in a way that considers you as a whole. So your mind, your body, soul, spirit, and environment. And, you know, I often think back on this program. I did it, gosh, I think I, I first ran it back in 2019. It's still available now. You know, I'm very proud of this program. And I feel like it's, I'm so proud of it because it's where I really broke down the basic building blocks for wellness success as a whole. Um, that's the first place. And I, I feel like those are building blocks that are important for everyone to consider as part of their wellness routine, as well as part of success. Because you are important, you know, how you support yourself is important. And you cannot build a business long-term if you aren't taking care of yourself first. It, it you know, it just doesn't work like that. Um, and then, you know, I'll say, especially not long-term at greater levels. I have seen a lot of people have great success, sometimes like really rapid success where it's just, you know, like on a roller coaster, you're just going straight up. And I'm always excited for them. At the same time, you know, sometimes I can tell if people aren't, they don't have the building blocks, you know, with wellness routines and boundaries to support this growth. And, you know, if you don't have it in place, like, yes, you'll have peaks of success, but at some point that comes crashing down if you haven't build out their routines, like wellness, for example, in a way that allows you to sustain the success long-term. So let's shift gears to talk about self-care. The, the term self-care makes many people roll their eyes, and maybe I'm, I'm mainly talking about myself. Um, I feel like it's often overused and misunderstood. And, and here's why. You know, I feel like when you see self-care, you see pictures of people taking bubble baths or having a massage or nail appointments. But I wanna challenge you to think about it on a deeper level. Self-care at its core is a return to self. It is deepening your connection to you. It's deepening your understanding of your desires and what lights your soul on fire. So self-care, can simply be spending time alone, you know, creating the white space on your calendar without any agenda or any obligation to do a certain activity. 
It's just about sitting with you and enjoying your company. I was actually talking with a coach this week and she mentioned how she took the whole day off, you know, spent the day with her family, went out for lunch, got a nice new um, it was a necklace or a bracelet for herself and just, you know, treated herself all day long. And she said that at the end of the day, she felt almost aggravated and her cup felt very empty. You know, you, and she said she felt like she should be grateful, you know, had all this time off, you know, the time freedom to hang out with her family. But the thing was, is she didn't, and she didn't really understand why at first. And, and really what happened here is she did nothing for herself, only her all day long. So she didn't connect in. She just started off her day immediately taking care of others, you know, having some fun as well, like having lunch for herself, buying herself a gift, but she was also giving out all day long. So this might be an example of what society would deem as self-care is going out, hanging with your family, um, you know, buying yourself a nice present, having a nice nourishing lunch, you know, massage, those type things. But sometimes we still feel depleted because we didn't truly connect inward. It's, it's such an interesting thing because I feel like um, self-care has become so much about material items or, you know, checking the must-have to-do list, you know, like the greatest self-care activities known to humankind. Like I need this, this list so I can check it off and I feel like I've done it. And that's just kind of spinning in the, the mouse wheel or the rabbit wheel again. Like it's, it's really about going inward. Self-care is about connecting with yourself, listening to your desires, and allowing the space for this to happen. You know, sometimes I feel like we get lost in the doing of the things rather than just allowing ourselves to be. All right, friends. Well, that's all for today. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed me digging a little bit deeper into my wellness story. Might have made the episode a little bit longer, but... For the first time in a while, I felt drawn to share a little more of a personal side, personal glimpse into some of the struggles I've had in the past. If you feel that this resonated with you, please feel free to share this podcast with your friends, your biz besties, and your family. And also, I am very active on Instagram, so feel free to take a screenshot of this podcast, share it on social media, and tag me in your post. I always enjoy seeing which episodes resonate with you the most. All right. Bye for now.